0: Hello again everybody, welcome back. To the Ski Rex Media Podcast, I have been off all summer from the podcast. I hope those of you who are fans enjoyed a couple of the reruns. Maybe you saw something you missed. Maybe you saw something you've seen already, but you actually enjoyed it. I was just kind of picking things, thinking this might be fun, that might be fun. And I hope you saw a couple of good things. And I hope your summer's been going all right. But now it is time to get back to business as the season approaches. It is now August, what, 14th, 15th? as I'm recording, but this will be out next week. It's coming soon. Um and I'm sure I've been promoting it on, uh, Ski Rex Media's, um, social medias, Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Follow Ski Rex Media. Very easy to find. Links are also in the de- various descriptions, both audio and video. And for the video version, as you can see, we've changed a few things using a whole different service here. I'm looking at my screen here, my preview screen, and you can see it. I got my name, got the little scroll ticker. That's something little neat. Um, and the backdrop changed, not just the plain white wall. So if you are, fan of the video version that might be a little nicer right right maybe i don't know um, i hope it is anyway and for the audio people you do, it doesn't matter but if you want to see it you can check it out and i'll probably put up like a still photo on social media or something or maybe i already have um since i record i don't do live very often but there will be some live streaming not the well i'll probably call it the virtual operate party and it's going to come along and i have a couple of ideas um, and we'll deal with that um, as we get to it, um, as the Ski Rex Media podcast returns for season three, and I hope you do enjoy the premiere. And although I do have some new things here on the wall, like I said, for those who watch the video version, um, and there is a new, well, a new trend here. I'm going to be doing a lot more guests. I have a whole bunch of guests line up. We're going to try some interviews. Now, I've said many times that interviewing is my Achilles heel, but we're going to try it anyway. Um, but with a lot of new, with a lot of new, we're going to stick to some tradition, to some old things. And today, I don't want to say old because that sounds kind of dicked off. Um, but today, we're going to start with two of the um, two of the uh, two of the original Ski Rex Media fans. They've been on the uh, podcast before, both Scooter and Tech Rob. And we're going to talk a little bit about preseason, last season, COVID nineteen new gear, what we bought, what we want, what we see, and a few other things. It really is just a bit of a hang with some street level folks, not famous people necessarily, but we are getting some famous people on the podcast this uh, this season. But you know, I like to mix it up. You know me; I say skiing is for everyone, snowboarding is for everyone, not just the famous, not just the elites, not just for uh, racers or park riders. It is for everybody, and everybody can enjoy the way you want to enjoy. So, this week on the Ski Rex Media podcast, we start with some street level folks, and just before we get into into the interviews, into the conversation, why not subscribe everywhere you can or everywhere that you do? If you watch the video version on YouTube, subscribe to YouTube. If you watch it on IGTV, make sure you follow me on Instagram. Follow me across Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, if you listen to it on Buzzsprout, on um, Apple's um, podcast, Google Podcast, Stitcher, um, I Heart Radio, Spotify, make sure you follow, subscribe, whatever word they use on their button. If you do that for me, I would appreciate it. And again, links and stuff will be in the description. So if you're driving and listening to the audio version, don't fumble with your phone just yet. Wait till you stop. Please be safe. Um, and with that, with that, we will get into it. So here it is, me, Robin Scooter, and we're talking preseason and a few other things here on the old Ski-Rex Media Podcast. As promised... The return of the Ski Rex Media podcast with street level folks, not some celebrity folks. Well, there's celebrities around here. If you follow Ski Rex Media, right in the middle, we have Scooter. How you doing? My friend from the PA contingent. Good. Good. And also Good from PA. Oh, dude. I've missed you guys, man. And from everybody know, anybody who follows Ski Rex Media knows who Rob is. They know him. And if they don't, they should pay more attention. Tech Rob, number one hype man, number one fan. How you doing, buddy? Going on enough full virtual opera regalia. I see. I love it. I think that's great. Oh, and you got uh, the highfalutin hat on too. That's pretty sick. Shout out to them. Oh yeah, yeah. You both have it. Pretty good. Pretty good. We'll be talking to those guys later in the year, uh, later in the season too, here on the Ski Rex Media Podcast. So I think the big thing people are talking about. Getting ready uh, for this next season because let's do a little preseason, you know. Everybody wonders: Is it going to be like last year? Is it going to be shut down? Is there going to be the return to the lodge instead of tailgating? All this other shit. What do
1: you guys think? What do you What do you think it's going to be? I I think it's going to be hopefully business is normal, um, business as usual. Um, the the tailgate thing uh, I think is here to stay. Um, or, yeah, or right you know, it's especially on the warm days, the nice days, sunny days. Um, but I don't know. I, I kind of think um, this, this as bad as last season, we, leading up to it with COVID, as bad as it was leading up. It seems like it's quieter now. But you know, mm-hmm. there's all these talking things going on. That who who knows? But it seems seems to me I'm planning. I've already planned a planned a week trip. Um, first Dang. one, so um, I'm I'm planning as it's gonna happen. <laughs> nice, Mr. Rob. What do you think?
2: Yeah, um, I don't think it's gonna be as bad as last year. I think uh, the tailgate thing is definitely here to stay. I think a lot of people found another way to enjoy themselves, brought them closer to their home hills. Uh, you know, using the cars as a lodge, we uh, all came up with inventive ways. I've seen a lot of things from full grills on the back to uh, you know trucks yeah. to. <laughs> You know, the, the total tailgating thing, and, you know, um, I don't know, to me, I always said, you know, it's like the big snow kind of gave us the operating model for last year on how it's kind of going to go. They opened September 1st, and, yep. uh, and, and we proved that we can already pretty much survive the work the during Winter, so, mm-hmm. um, you know, lodge restrictions are never big to me. I'm, I'm not a lodger. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm a steer, so I, I, yeah. I get there, and I do it up, so, you know, like Scoot said, we already got one trip planned in New Hampshire. Uh, we already we're already at Big Snow. I'm going here uh, another four times in another two weeks. So, um, getting ready for that and awesome. starting my season. Um, everybody knows me. I, I'm in the gym. And so, as soon as the season ends, I'm working out for next season. So, um, I'm ready to get it. Uh, you know, I, I was in Big Snow when I got to whip my whistle. And it just wasn't enough. So, I got a stick back. So, I'm going back a couple more times. Yeah, so, um, man. But as far as the season outlook, you know, I, I just don't see much changing from what, what it was. We may or may not have a reservation system. Uh, I, I doubt they will. Um, I so. But, you know, I, I think the whole tailgating and use a logic at your car, I think a lot of people are going to stick with it.
0: Yeah, and I agree with that. I think, as you said, you said it, we found a new way. It, it's kind of the old way. It's what it was years ago. And I, I think we're getting back into that. Oddly, oddly enough, with the tailgating, I, I, I feel like in a time of social distancing, a very social sport stayed that way. You know, we didn't take, you know, we didn't we didn't falter, you know, and even though we were a little bit more social, and in, I was in a couple of lines that were a little tightly packed, I don't think there was a single COVID case tied to a Vermont mountain, and I don't know if it was the same down in PA. But with that yeah. said, and no nobody nobody caught it that we know of, why why even consider going back to anything
1: restricted? I'm saying it's an open season
0: like it's gonna be open,
1: yeah, I mean, uh, like we were talking earlier um, before the before we started up, you know, there's concerts and stuff going on with twenty thirty thousand people present, so um I, I think uh, you know and the, you know that's an outdoor activity. <laughs> Um, At least the the concert that we were talking about was an outdoor concert and people were kind of packed in there. But you you can certainly social distance a lot easier when you're skiing, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And and especially if you're a
0: if you're a midweek guy, I'm a midweek guy. I plan my shit to be midweek. So I'm not dealing with weekends. I'm not dealing with holidays like Christmas. I'm getting up, opening what's under the tree and my, you know, rabbit slippers and going back to bed, (laughs) you know? I mean, unless it snows, then I'll get out and check it out. But, you know, so you are prepared. I know that, Rob, you gym. You've been in the gym. You're getting ready, nice and strong. Scoot, you've been out on the trail getting strong. Me, I'm doing what I have to do to get stronger. Um, it, I think it's going to be good. And damn, man, you guys, for those who don't know, who don't follow myself, te- or uh, Rob, on social media, these guys did. Big old East Coast. Well, I can't say big old, but pretty decent sized East Coast gathering at Big Snow. I love that place. You guys I know love that place. It it looked like it was a lot of fun. I saw your pictures, I saw the videos. Um Brian from IG, who's not here with us tonight, um, wanted to be but can't be so far. Um, he even brought his kid, dude. How was all that? Let's talk about that for a minute because the, the season's gonna go fine. I'm gonna be, and I'm gonna end up talking about COVID and stuff as being part of the media. I'm gonna be talking about it for months, so fuck it. Um, but that looked great. Go ahead and talk about that, whichever
1: one. Oh, it, it was awesome. It, um, so it was the first time I met Brian. We wanted to try to meet up last year, I think, all of us, and it just didn't work out with the way our trips were planned and all that. So it was good to meet him and uh, and Brooke um, to ski with them, and um, you know, it was funny when he pulled in the parking lot because. Um, he's um, from a a very country area like I am so driving into the Mm city is kind of out of my element and he was kind of dealing with the same thing I do when I (laughs) drive in there so that's the biggest experience of big snow sometimes just getting there (laughs) you
0: ain't kidding like the last time I went down there I went I I had to go around New York I wasn't going through it it's getting there is half the fun for that place what do you think Rob How, how was it for you
2: for me, was just awesome, you know, and, and um, you know, it, we, we were talking about it for days before, even we were texting about it, uh, it was just going to be an all out good time, uh, anytime you can get, you know, Brian from Ski Bump Podcast and, uh, Brian from Insta out there and Brooke, we were excited to meet them, uh, you know, last year was really tight with the travel, so, um, even though we did, uh, pass Berkshire East, we never got to stop there on the way, uh, it was a pretty tight schedule because we did the whole, you know, Indy Tour thing, so, yep. um. You know, and, and hit a lot of any mountains that way. Uh, even though Berkshire was on the map, still quite a way off from Vermont and, I mean, uh, from New Hampshire. So, you know, it was nice to just gather, you know, which we haven't been able to do in a while. Yeah. Um, I think the only gathering we did was just our normal crew. Um, during the season, I, I know we met up with Brian up at Elk uh, from On uh, Podcast. Uh, Brian from Insta, though, was somebody that, that we, I kind of felt bad for because we didn't get a chance to meet him or Brooke. Um you know, and this was our opportunity, you know, to, to shred with them. And and they just had an absolute blast. I mean, Brooke was just flying on her new sick day skis. She was having a blast. She was doing jumps. She was doing everything. I mean, I almost, I almost pretty much just gave up in Terrain Park at this point after seeing her. Um, you know, <laughs> it's so. always the
0: kids, dude. Kids are <laughs> always, man.
2: Yeah, I saw oh, it, dude. She just kills it and rips it. You know, they're finding, you know, their little jibs and jabs across uh, Brian just went down the park, went off a couple of jumps. I mean, he was just in it. He was just having a blast. It was just an all-out great day. And the best part, you know, was at the end of the day, everybody meets up. Uh, you know, Brian uh, from Steve on Podcast had to head back. But I think in that of a group, we haven't been able to gather um, for going on you know, for all those months, 15, 16 months, almost probably two years. Yeah. You know, and it was really nice just to see – Everybody gather, talk, um, be there without a mask for skiing, you know, and not to worry about a wet mask or changing it out or anything else. You know, it was just great to meet up with everybody. And it was just an all-around good time. Everybody was just ripping uh, and shredding. And afterwards, we had some great conversations. And then, um, yeah, like I said, we went to dinner afterwards. We're all staying tonight. So, uh, you know, I went back next day. Everybody else went back home. But. You know, I had a blast next day, but big snow
0: again. So, um I, but, I again, I oh, go ahead, man. I'm sorry.
2: Yeah, but for what it was, I mean, you know this this was really a preseason pickle You know, um, what, it was getting everybody together.
1: What was really cool is uh after like two runs, because Rob and I had been there before, and uh Brian and Brooke had never been there before. And i, I you know, you're always kind of like, oh man, what are what are these people going to think of this place? And, you know. And, they're, they're, you know, ski Vermont, big mountains, and this is big snow. It's just, just a little hill. And, oh, they just had huge smiles as soon as I, I was like, what do you think? And just huge smiles. Like, this is awesome. I mean, what? It was like 90 degrees out. So yeah, it was that day. I mean, it, it was, it was cool to see their, their smiles, um, after the first couple runs. I'm glad they liked it because,
0: you know, I, you know, I'm a big fan of the place. I loved every minute I was there. The two guys I was with, lo- you know, really liked it. And one of them actually lives about an hour south in Jersey. He's one of my friends from Jersey when I lived there. Um, and everybody seems to enjoy it. The only people who seem to hate on the place are the ones who haven't been there. who talk about how it's not real. It's just the gym, air quotes, and all, all kinds of shit like that. And it's like, dude, it's just fun like if you do this sport these sports for fun which is what i do i know you guys do it skiing's for everyone um and you do it your way and you have a good time and that's what it's about and i have a good time there and i would have had a good time again with you guys we all ski together at black mountain and uh yeah i want to like rob said shout out to brian from instagram because he he did get to get shafted with the um social part of skiing with us at the end of last year because like you said your guys trips didn't work out to get to berkshire east I tried three or four times, and then I called my season after Black Mountain. I was done. Um, You know, I didn't get out much last year, and I apologized to him. I was like, dude, I wanted to come down because, you know, Indy Pass, you know, Berkshire East, it's two hours from here, two and a half, and I could have gotten there normally. And he's at Mount Snow a lot, and I've been itching to get back there too.
1: Um, Well, we're we're fixing that. We're uh, For this season, uh, Rob and I are already working out our southern – southern uh vermont um <laughs> trip so that's gonna probably be like the last week in in january so that's uh like that's that. with uh, brian in mind <laughs> oh yeah absolutely mount snow stratton magic whatever whatever you mm-hmm. want to do Bromley, magic's the place uh i think that's the one kind of on the bullseye that we really want to hit magic yeah. on the indy pass and then I, uh Ber- berkshire um east yeah. for sure as well yeah and those are two mountains man that you kind of have to know what you're doing
0: like, Magic, to see it, it l- doesn't look too bad, but the people tell me it's
1: it's all steep. Um, I don't know how true it is. I've never been there. Yeah, me, uh, me neither. I'm looking forward to it. I think I would have got there last year. I mean, I had all kinds of inspirations or plans or things oh, I yeah. wanted to do last year, but just it didn't pan out because of everything. But um, I'm very much looking forward. I feel like it's going to be like a, Mad River Glen type of type of vibe. Something something like that. You know, Throwback. Bromley vibe. Something like that. And, and
0: I've heard that. And, you know, again, I've heard the terrain is ridiculous. Go ahead, Rob, though. You look like you're about to get in.
2: No, you know what? Um, Brian from Ski Bum Podcast was a magic. Absolutely loved it. Uh, old school. You know, got to hand it to those guys. You know, um, they still limit tickets. They still limit pass holders. They still want the experience. Yeah. That's a really once. You know, really, uh, why I really want to get there. Um, You know, Southern Vermont, to me, has a lot of great places to ski. But Magic is always one of those places, you know, especially with the recent improvements and everything else, and the way everybody's talking it up. Uh, I got to get there. Uh, this seems old school, nice and spaced out. You know, it uh, just seems like a great day on the mountain. It, it, it really does.
0: Um, see, Magic is, is interesting for me because when I was doing the bulk of my skiing, when I was doing it a lot back in the 90s, I worked for Mount Snow, so if it was an American ski company place, that's where I went. Killington, Mount Snow, Haystack. I was there because I didn't have to pay for it. I had to pay for gas, and that was it. And I had a neon, so I wasn't using a lot of gas back then. But for part of my childhood, maybe two parts, um, Magic was closed. It wasn't open. I don't remember who owned it. I don't remember the history exactly, but the current folks seem to have it on lock they have it locked down man they know they know what people want and they give it to them and they talk shit at mount snow and stratton too on their social media I, I gotta respect that a little bit you know when um when the paid parking thing came out about mount snow they were giving them shit about it and i was like you know what i'm with it i'm with it so i want to get down there too which leads us to the indie pass now we the three of us for those who don't follow ski Rex media a lot. We are proponents of the Indie Pass. We love it um, to the point where even Doug Fish is coming on my podcast this season as well. So there you go. Um, we love it. Now to something, it's got so many things. How many do you really want to try and hit? Are You gonna try and hit them all? Are you gonna try and get that over Gatlinburg this year, Catalooch down North Carolina? What
1: do you think? We think, Rob. I know you got uh,
2: think-
1: some big plans.
2: Yeah, uh, my big plans are pretty much start off at uh, Over Gatlinburg, uh, hit Cataloochee, work my way up through West Virginia, and uh, you know just keep working my way east. Um, you know we'll see what you know depending on like the opening dates and everything else. Um, yeah. Ten hours to Gatlinburg, so you know I'm really looking forward to go there. Uh, my goal for this season, without an epic pass, is to ski and break the indicator. Indy pass record, which I think someone skied 31 days on the pass. I think that's what it was. Each resort. Yeah. So um, if I don't break it, I at least would have come close. You know, they're my goals for this season. I got two passes. I got my home out and I got an Indy pass. And I got nothing to do but to, you know, waste my time going around on the Indy pass. So um, I'm like a scooter. I got got options, so I don't have to have the other Pass. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, but, you know, my with the indie pass. I mean some of the resorts I toured this year were just amazing on the Indy Pass. You have Cannon. you have Waterville Valley. I mean anyone who doesn't get this pass just is, is, i is I won't understand it.
1: Um well, I mean a great resource in there. We're planning our trips around that pass. I mean so last year we planned some of our trips around the Epic Pass and um this year like our trips are like totally centered around Indy Pass and you know, let's let's get it. Um, we're staying up around Franconia Notch, which you can get to Waterville Valley and Cannon um, J Peak's like an hour and a half up the road. So it's you know we're looking at central locations where we can just drive to the resorts, and um, it's going to be pretty sweet. I'm looking I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be
0: ridiculous. Uh, Indie Pass is the future of this the Mega Pass. Um, it has all these great places, and it it's amazing. Because of all the choices that you do have, you know, some people say, "Well, it's just two days." I'm like, "Yeah, but it's two days at a possible almost seventy, including the the ones in Japan." Were you all disappointed about the Japan announcement? I know a lot of people were not no, disappointed. I, I, yeah, but-
1: yeah, I mean, if it would have been two Japan <laughs> resorts and two North American <laughs> resorts, I was more disappointed because I thought that we were going to maybe get something else on the East Coast. But no, it's it's cool that uh, Japan gets to. Um, Play with the indie pass. I I think it's cool overall. Oh yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah. I, um,
2: I mean, I I think I was disappointed just because it wasn't resorts that I wanted, but um, you know, <laughs> they, they never are. You know, and they do the Tuesday announcement. I'm like, damn it, that was not my resort. But you know, I mean, good for them. I mean, and good for them going international. I, you know, I'm I'm happy for for Doug Fish and you know, and everybody else for adding and going international. To me, it's a pretty bold move, but it taps into a new market. So. Um, you know, it introduces things for for a lot of people.
0: So, yeah, I I wouldn't be surprised if if they keep going, they start having things pop up in Europe, South America. If the, if there are options, which I'm sure there are, um, I don't know about Australia. I think Australia's some of their mountains right now are locked down again, um, COVID lockdowns again. I think I could be wrong about that. I don't. Re- know. I read the or
1: I yeah I saw something the other week, and then they're opening back up, and I I think it's like kind of day
0: by day yeah i feel bad for those guys man i really do because they their winter started nice it looked like like it was just snow 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 like not excessive amounts but steady amounts and it's covered and they were ready to go man and you know it's just one thing right after the other and they kind of get you know wrecked
1: they had a short season last year didn't they they
0: did um Whoops. I dumped Sorry, Rob. That was my bad. (laughs) I tapped the wrong thing. That was on me. For those who are listening to the audio only portion, that was not going to matter to you, but anybody who watches the video, I just dumped Rob out like a prick. (laughs) I didn't mean to do it though. It was an accident. I swear to you. Um, Yeah. They, their season got short just like ours. They have had to deal with lockdowns more than we have even like, you know, the United States and I figure most of Europe, we kind of just went with it. You know, just the, we all saw it, the, 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 the limits and the reservations and these things, but like Australia and New Zealand have been playing it. If people catch it, catch the COVID, they shut it down and that's the way it goes. Um, Melbourne has been closed. The whole city has been closed so many times now. I think I feel bad for them. I do not, not to get into the politicized or social, uh, aspects of the COVID-19, but I, I just feel bad for them. man. I, I hope they come out of it okay and I hope maybe we can come out of it okay and they can come play with us. I don't know. I've met more than of my share of Aussies and Kiwis skiing
1: over the yeah, years. So. yeah, that and just the Canadian border. I mean it's still Yeah. I mean, we're still dealing with that. What's what's mm-hmm. gonna happen there? If everything goes to plan, should be open.
0: <laughs> I wanna get up to Triplant this year. I'd like to. Again, I don't know. We don't know. We just don't know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I'm planning everything in the United States. Like I said, Indy Pass, I'm there. I want to hit Jay Peak this year. I want to hit everything with you guys. If we can get to Pat's Peak, I really like that place. I'm on the Indy Pass. If anybody wants to take the ride up the Saddleback, that's three hours from me, but I would we're,
1: do we're, it. We're doing it. We're, we're there it doing is. the Saddleback. Um, yeah. It's happening. Dude, but- that
0: place has such a reputation. And I honestly thought... When this company that has it now picked it up, I thought all their ideas were just... I was like, whatever. You're not getting it done. You're just not doing it. It's closed. It's yeah. over.
1: I thought the same thing. I was like, these these people are... They're, they're not They're not going to open yeah. this place. It's never going to happen. Yep. And they did it. And people, people showed up. All kinds they, of people. They crushed.
0: They absolutely crushed. Whoever ran that, whoever... Pat yourself on the back, whoever that was out there. Pat yourself on the back, man, because you, you you killed it, and now that place's reputation is friggin' ridiculous. Tully talks about it all the time, isn't mm. that
1: him who does? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he has a cabin nearby. They mm. go up there a lot.
0: Yeah, man. I'm waiting for Indy to get Yagu Valley. Once they do that, you ski all of New England in one season, all six states.
1: Yeah, I mean, like <laughs> if if you're the end with the Indy Pass, if if you ski 10 times a year and you live in the the middle of Vermont mm-hmm. like that's the perfect pass. Yeah, there it you really go. Is. You know you It just, really is. I mean, you you could ski 30, 30 days on that pass. You you, you got to drive a couple hours, but I mean, oh yeah. Why not? <laughs>
0: I but I have I forget the exact number, but it, I have a handful on the Indy pass that are an hour to an hour and a half. Then two to two and a half, and then maybe three or four if I want to get like if I want to do the New Yorks, I'd have to stay out there. You know, it wouldn't necessarily be a drive out, hang out, come back. But even so, that's still not bad. And again, Pat's Peak an hour, Magic an hour, Bolton an hour, fifteen Suicide Six is fifteen or twenty minutes up the road from here. So where I live, and I say, you know, for those who say, well, I buy an indie an Epic Pass because that's what I have understandable like and we could talk about the veil hate if you guys want to because i've seen that place getting kicked in the nuts almost daily and now with the ceo change holy yet people are losing their mind on that place what do you think screw it let's go there we love indie pass we'll leave it at that go let's let's trash bail
1: oh you. all i i have epic pass because it's the only thing within two hours of my house sure about that <laughs> Yep, yeah, fair enough. What about you, Rob? I know you love Vale.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, there's multiple <laughs> videos of me setting my epic pass on fire at the end of the season. Yeah, that was um, great.
1: You
2: know, what uh, you know, <laughs> they seem to take care of everything out west. They let their main mountains in the east okay, you know, and just maintain them. And then everything else rots that they own. Uh, uh, to me, I, I don't have to ski those mountains. There's other mountains around me. Um, even though I like those mountains, uh, I, I've been on them since, you know, uh, since I was younger, since I was, you know, 11, 12 years old seen them, you know, Jack Frost, one of my favorite mountains, big boulder. Um, but you know, that's why I got, you know, like Sherry and Scooter, they all have buddy tickets. So, you know, <laughs> there you go <laughs> <a huge laughs> buddy ticket system with those guys, um, you know, maybe head up around top of Scooter and, and, uh, you know, and Kendall and some people, but you know, I just, I just couldn't do it this year for me. It just wasn't worth it we still had no plans to fix the two broken lifts. You can't access the, the, the terrain from where you need to. Um, and we all know my GoPro video of, of, and my fond of biking in Alpine boots. Yep.
0: Yep. That was so awesome. I put that out there
2: a while ago. Yeah. Um, that was pretty much the last straw that day for me. Um, it was the last time that I went to Jack Frost. Um, but, you know, I, I, other mountains, I don't mind so much. If I lived in New Hampshire, i, I you know what, I would wildcat it all day long. Um Wildcat's are also mountain. To me it shouldn't even be vail owned. But you know, um I mean there's been the rumor mill that you know that uh, a group wanted to buy it. You know, yep. I hope they do. I mean to me it's not like any other vail Run resort. That's just that's a whole different vibe and feel. Hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it, it is. It's uh it's it's a ski mountain or or a, a board mountain, whatever. I don't wanna let the borders out here. <laughs> but uh I mean there's not a hotel there there's there's not condos lined up and down the hill it's a place you you come there and you put your equipment on and and you ski or ride all day and you might go into the the lodge and uh, they got a little pub up top you might get a beer but you know you're either you're you're skiing it's it's greatest views in the the east um you know from the mountains i've been to i've been to quite a few and the view of Mount Washington from there is just amazing. Mm. I've actually never
0: skied at Wildcat, but I've heard so many great things. And I, I do feel like it and, you know, not to trash, openly trash Vale and what they're doing, the Epic Pass, but you hear things, you hear things. So in like Wildcat, you hear the rumor someone wants to buy it because they want to get it out of that stereotypical corporate run, you know, whatever. Um, and I get that. People are kind of getting sick of it, I think. Um, and it, and it, it does hurt the sport, those stereotypes. People think this sport is elitist. It's for rich folks. Granted, being rich makes it easier, but it's, it's for everybody. And uh, again, I, I hope they do get it bought out if they think they can do better for it. Don't want to see it fail. Don't want to see it end up like Jack Frost, you know. Um and again, don't want to trash bail openly, but you hear things. You know, you see what's in the media, you see what they put out, and then you hear things from like employees, stuff like this, and right. you don't know really what's what and what isn't.
1: I feel like this is gonna be a big year because they, they have a lot to prove this year. They mm-hmm. you know they, they acquired um, you know, all the all the places um from Snowtime and um uh that the other company that had Aditash from Wildcat and Jack Ross, mm-hmm. I can't think of their name, but they acquired Peak. them, and what was that? Peak. Yes, Peak Yeah. Yep. You're so right. They they acquired Peak in what 2019. So they were kind of in the middle of maybe doing some stuff, and then COVID hit. So we'll see what they do this year. Um, I'm not giving them a pass, but we'll we'll see what yeah. they do this year, and um, maybe they can turn that reputation around a little bit. Um, i I hope so. I hope at the end of the year. Um, next year, I can be like, "Oh man, they're they're doing a lot and they're they're a lot better." And so we'll we'll see. I mean, Talk for being years. for being like the
0: biggest or one of the biggest ski corporations on the planet, I hope they can because they have some great places. Man, I still love Mount Snow to this day. Like you know, it's it's always been. I mean, but that's like my home. I grew up there. I worked there. You know, that's where I honed my craft. I was a much better skier back then. I swear I was. But, but you know, I love that place and I don't want to see these places ruined, but I don't want to see anything ruined. You know, like a lot of people have a a strong feeling about uh, to tie this in. uh, What was the company? Upstate New York. I can't remember the mountain that they the one small regional place up there bought a mountain that shut it.
1: Just decided Uh, to shut it last week, I think. I forget the name of that resort. But it begins with a T. I know that. Yeah, there's like three around Tumbagon or something like something that.
0: Something like that. Yeah. yeah. That's
2: yes, it.
1: Yes, yep. Yep. That's it.
0: Yeah, and like that's that's what I'm afraid of with the corporate run entities. But another reason I love the indie Pass, these places aren't going to fall under, you know, under those kind of things, indica those kind of things because they're on their own. And yeah. they're great. Even if they're teeny-weeny little places, they're really kind of awesome. They
1: really mm-hmm. are. I, between Epic and Icon, you know, especially in the East, they have all the cornerstone resorts. You know, oh yeah, uh, Stratton, Mount Snow, K- mm-hmm. Killington's on the Icon Pass, Sugarbush. Yep. Yeah, the, mm-hmm. I, I, those are the big, the, the big ones. Now, there's so many great mountains in between all those, but those are kind of like your your cornerstone mountains where everybody seems to want to flock to. Oh yeah, um, no doubt. So it's just. Uh, I don't know if it's good to have all those big places owned by two people <laughs> or ran by two people. I, I mean, maybe, I don't know.
0: It's, <laughs> it depends. We've, we've seen it in the past. That's how the malls are run. All the malls in America are owned by like three companies. So they do all right. They don't mountains. I don't want to see it to happen. I don't want I don't trust it. I don't want to lose it. I don't want to lose it. I, I just want something to be open. And I'll go back to the little park hill with the rope toe if I have to, but
1: you know, I, I like going that's, a good, that's a conversation. Rope toe,
0: I love rope. Rope to I'm fine with it. Those goddamn Poma <laughs> things, those button lifts, those things kick the shit out of me. I don't know if I told this story. I think I've told I think I told this story when I went to uh big snow last October. I went, like I said, two friends of mine now they have a button lift just to the right of the quad. Now I was. Uh, I was getting myself ready. My two friends were already ready. They're both snowboarders. They go, they go try this thing. My one buddy, um, kid's been my best friend for almost thirty years. While I was getting ready, he did the same thing I did. He fucked it up three times and said, "I've I've had it," <laughs> and it just I'm never doing it again. He says. I'm like, you know what? I've been saying the same thing for twenty years. I blew it at Killington one, two, three times. Done. Now. <laughs> So he knows. However, our other friend, he did get it. and Like I said, they were doing it on snowboards. So it's whatever. I'll ride the quad all day. The only problem I have with the lifts at Big Snow American Dream is the wall at the top. I almost railed that wall a couple times. So whatever. You got to turn quick. You got to turn quick as hell. <laughs> Especially if you have a full chair. And uh, yeah. I, I sent my one friend into the wall like three or four times. He's like, get the fuck out of the way. I'm like, it's not me, dude.
1: If there's Tell a bunch you. of people standing around up there, you know, it's, you, you got to kind of maneuver around and people might, yeah, man, like, why'd you come flying through here? <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, I was just getting off the chair, man. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I should learn how to use the button thing, dude. When you guys brought up taking that thing up, uh, when we were at Black Mountain, I, I straight up said, I was like, no, I'm not doing <laughs> it, I'm not doing it. I openly admit. My wimpiness when it comes to those things. And it is a long-seated thing. Rope toe, I'm fine with. The only rope toe I am even kind of hesitant to try is the one up here at Northeast Slopes. The little place just north of I where I am.
1: That thing flies. Like, it's, it's really fast. It's the fastest one in the U.S.
0: And I've seen video. And it, it you you get a jolt, it looks like. Like, more than an average rope toe. And I'm like, oh.
1: That's another place I want to try out. It's like just rope toes only, but yeah. Talking about nostalgia. Like I, I'd like to try that place out someday for sure. A couple years ago, we were going to maybe go there, but they only operate with natural snow and there, there was no snow kind of sits in Uh, the valley a little bit. Yeah, it does. No snow.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's a neat place. It's a neat looking place. I've seen it in the summertime. I found it accidentally actually driving around. And uh, it looks great. They're rope toe. They're supposed to have the best burger in ski in, in the ski world. So that's whatever. Um, but it's great. It's only like 10 bucks, 10 bucks for the day, dude. Like you can't beat that. Yeah, it's only 150 foot vertical, but who cares, man? That's what I say.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd try
0: it. I would absolutely try it. Ugh, excuse me. I needed a drink there. Um, so we're, we're all riding the Indy. We're all going to be up here. We all know traveling may or may not be a bitch. Um, if they do put in the restrictions, and you can answer this if you want, are, are you just going to throw the finger to it or are you going to deal with it? Are you going to follow it this year? Like Because people are getting – I've started to see that. A lot more people this year. And, again, last year I saw it. People were still coming up like it was a regular year. Um, and it wasn't just me saying that I've like friends who are in property management who said, nope, we cleaned and dealt with their place one weekend and they came back the next, just like it was a regular year. Um, no quarantining, none of that stuff this year. I've already talked to a bunch of people who have said, no, I don't care unless they have national guard on the state borderline. I'm coming. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's going to come to that based off last year. Cause I don't mm-hmm. think it's going to get worse than that. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um, and last year I definitely changed it up. Um, definitely planned all my trips in New Hampshire because they didn't seem to be, um, as, as strict. Um, so already one trip planned for New Hampshire, but I'm planning one for Southern Vermont. And, um one, one thing I did when, when you go into Airbnb, one of the options you can click is refunds. So if it comes to some ridiculous, um, Event that happens that uh, the places I'm looking at are refundable if, nice. if they will shut it down. That's um, good head planning ahead, planning ahead. Plan ahead. I, I don't know. I guess I'm just going to say screw it though if there's nobody standing at the border asking for papers, right? <laughs> yeah. What do you say, Rob?
2: Oh, uh, you know, my answer already uh, they screw <laughs> it. I'm, I'm honestly just kind of over it. Um, yep. You know, to me, I mean, you know. Look, I play by the rules, I follow the rules, and I'm not going to sit here and politicize or do anything else with it. I mean, teach each his own, but you know what, to me, skiing and recreation is an outdoor sport. I'm never in any high-touch areas or anything else. You know, I'm always with a small group of people, um, you know, and, and if the restrictions do come up, then like Scoot said, okay, there won't be a Southern Vermont tour, but, you know, or maybe there will be, <laughs> but I, you'll see the pictures of it a couple weeks later. But um, that's
0: fine. No yeah, statute uh, of limitations there. We're good.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, uh, I mean, last year they were pretty strict, you know, at the borders. Um, you know, I mean, to the point where we were cruising through Vermont to get into New Hampshire, I was like, Oh God, you know, you see them on the side of the road and you see those looking signs they put up. And I was like, Oh boy, yep. you know, they oh, mean business. Yeah. But then again, I've known people all last season that skied Vermont without an issue. So, yep. you know, totally. um, you know, and, and, didn't follow the rules, but went anyway and just said, screw it. And, you know, but uh, I don't think things are going to be as bad this year. Um, I think with what we know as far as operating in in that type of environment, I think resorts will do what they have to do to protect themselves. But on the other end, I, I think they know how to operate now. And, and I think they can only improve on that process.
0: And I agree. Um, I really don't see us going back to that. I mean, be pre- being prepared is great, and that's awesome. Making sure you book and and that's a good tip for anybody this year because we don't think it's going back that way. Most people in the industry don't think it's going back that way. Um, but be prepared. Make sure you can get your refund. Make sure you know you're good. Make sure your pass covers your own state um that way you're good to go and no, you know if you can't leave the state but i don't see it going that way either i think we'll be all right we'll be in new hampshire we'll be in vermont we'll be in mass maine friggin new york if i can pull it off um i'd like to get out and do the new york indie class places like i said um what i'm going to be doing it on though i don't know this year i'm pretty sure you guys have already dropped some cash on new stuff or at least new to you stuff any anything you want to talk about there new new skis boots Goggles, gloves, anything? Anything fun?
1: Well, uh, I did I think the first purchase was a Ski Rex Media hat, which is probably in the mail right about now. Say it should be on its way. Yeah, yes yeah, So that was uh one purchase. Um I ordered a pair of boots. Um nice. so they're coming sometime in October out to go get fitted for those. And I'm working on uh maybe uh buying a, a setup off a off a gentleman as well who's nice um i think he's getting out of the sport so he got some gear a couple years ago and I, I might be buying his stuff if, if nice. we uh, come to an agreement
0: <laughs> nice 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 nothing wrong with uh already been ha- owned gear i i've said that a lot a lot of people i've talked to well not a lot but some people have said i would never ride a pair of used skis I'm like, do you use a different pair of skis every day? No. I'm like, well, then you're using used skis, um, and uh, I, I'm fine. You know, buy. Go ahead, buy it from someone else. That's what I say. Buy it from someone else. Now, one of the reasons I asked, and again, this kind of ties back in with the whole COVID thing and what may or may not happen at mountains. Again, we don't think, and Ski Rex Media does not is not pushing the idea of everything closing down, but uphill became a big thing last year getting out your skins, doing whatever, touring, binding setups, all that, doing it. Scooter, I know you do it. Absolutely. They're back there. You can see them. (laughs) I see them. But Rob, Rob, what are you thinking? You're going to, you going to try it this year or not?
2: Uh, I may. Uh, I may get a setup. You know what? If I do see one, you know, it's something I'm definitely going to look into. Um, There's definitely plenty of places around me, which I could just go out for the day on. you know, I, I live near a lot of nature reserves and a lot of parks. So, um, the possibility is there for these trails to be kind of back and get my practice in. Um, you know, but, uh, as far as new gear, I mean, you know me, I'm all across the merch shops at all the time. If somebody wants something new, I'm in there. Um, I did get the local Kendo 88. So I got my nice. rippers for this year. Uh, got, you know, the blizzards with you know, my rock skis and, uh, you know, I'm still with the Armadas, so uh, I'm pretty happy with where my gear situation is right now, so uh, the only oh, thing nice. I would be looking at is, is a, like, a backcountry Alpine setup, so I definitely got to check out Scooter's setup that he's got going on this year, and um, I was intrigued by it last year, and especially how light some of the gear is, um, which would only make sense for, for uphill, but, uh, yeah, sure. I mean, I'm, I'm ready to branch you out into something new, uh, you know, besides slamming my head off a rails in a terrain park. so. Nice.
1: So uh you might see scooter on a set of Kendo eighty eights by maybe <laughs> mid January. Yeah, I mean,
2: yeah, mid season there there may be a pair up for sale. So <laughs>
1: that's awesome.
0: That's awesome. I am also intrigued by the uphill stuff, mainly because the mountains around here embraced it in such a big way. Like every place I went this year, you, there was more. There was not, not lines of people going up, but you saw a steady, you know, steady people going up, you know, one right after the other, all over the place. Plus, you know, finding out over the last couple of years about like Hogback Mountain in Southern Vermont, how, you know, it's been closed for, since I was little, I think since I was like in grade school uh, or right after that, I forget exactly when, Um, maybe when I was in uh, junior high. Uh, But it's been closed What I never realized growing up passing it, five six times a week is that Pete? there is a whole, there is a group that goes up and still cuts some of the trails back and people earn their turns up there i was like that's awesome there's another place in south of there i can't remember exactly maybe stanford vermont same same idea an old hill that closed down and people are still going up it i was like if it keeps these things alive too i'm with that i love history we've talked about um the lost ski mountains alpine Rob loves Alpine. He's gonna get it open if he has the opportunity.
1: You know, I would have liked to um, uphill that over the, the winter. Um, we at, we ended. They ended up getting like two feet of snow, um, like early in the season. It's like a two hour ride from my house, and we ended up having like a foot here. So I ended up staying around here and um, skinning some state forest roads and and things like that. Old logging roads, um part of the Tuscarora Trail. I I skinned, but um, I don't know. It's it's cool. I'm probably the only person around here that does it. I know the state forest ranger looked at me funny when I, you know, pulled in. You know, I asked him if if I could, you know, skin the hill and all this, and he's like, "What? You know, like you're crazy." Like, yep, yep, no, <laughs> so, but um, but it's it's really cool. It's it's fun. It's and you know it's it's good uh, the resorts embrace that you can go and get some laps in. I know Liberty and Roundtop allow you to um, I think skin like two hours before they open. Nice. Um, so a lot of people go and they they skin two hours before they open, um, get some exercise, and uh, even after Roundtop closed this year, they they allowed the uphill to continue. So got some extra days in after the season ended there, just yeah. skinning.
0: It it seems like a beautiful thing that comes in handy for so many reasons. Like you said, exercise, um, you can get those sunrise tours. You know, I don't know how people are going up these mountains at night. Like, I understand the lights and everything and what you need. Um, I don't like being out in the woods in the dark, though. So I I don't know how people do it. Or it allows you to get things that, well, for instance, you guys remember this this past season, Vermont got like a four-foot snowstorm out of nowhere. And just dropped snow. Suicide six. Oh, for a it happened about a week before their opening day. I got there on opening day. I went there on opening day and the place was cut up already. Like they, they groomed a couple things um just to get it ready. Bye, Rob. <laughs> I hope he comes back. Um, but they groomed a couple things, but people uphilled it and it looked like it had been open already for a week.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's certain places that have a following. Like I know J peak, J peak has a following on a powder day. You mm-hmm. know, There's going to be many people up the hill ahead of you, um, that, you know, um, to the top and, and, you know, probably already took some lines through the face shoots and, and various other trails. Um, the other year dad and I pulled into Middlebury ski bowl, which yep. has a pretty good uphill following. And, uh, It was pretty. It was pretty cut up. Hey, he's back. There he is. (laughs) So, um, and and that's really what kind of made me kind of get interested in it. I'm like, okay, these guys are going up before before the sun's coming up. They're checking out the sunrise. They're they're seeing things like you guys know me. uh, I love sunrise and sunset. Love catching it, um, catching pictures of it, and just being out there for that moment. Um, Yeah. So that, that was one thing that kind of got my attention with it. And I, I did that at Round Top a couple times this year. Um, I think you could start skidding there at 6 a.m. And, I you know, in the wintertime, it's getting light at about 6.30. So I'm, I'm there at like 6 o'clock starting up the hill um, just just because I want to be at the top to catch the sunrise. And um, th- things like that are just really, really cool. And just um, you know, said so, so the middle of the night thing, you, you get out there. You know, it's kind of kind of dark out, but, you know, you're there all by yourself. And it's just, you know, it's quiet, especially um, in the in the in the woods, in the snow. It's just so quiet. You know, there's nothing going on. So it's just a pretty yeah. cool experience. Being in the winter woods
0: at night is definitely I, I would suggest to anybody who wants to try it. If you are afraid of the dark, take a friend. Because if you, have a, if you have an imagination, it is dead quiet. It is pitch black if you live in a rural area like, you know, here. Um, but it can be beautiful. There was a time um, when I worked at Mount Snow, we weren't skinning up, but we, um, we worked at the, the lodge at the top, the Summit Lodge. That's where we worked. And sometimes we were there past sundown getting things cleaned up and whatever. And once we got done, you know, you go stand out on the deck and you just look out, and it's quiet. I mean, up there you hear snow guns, you see groomers driving around, but you look out over the valley, man, and it's 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 a wonderful, beautiful thing. Even though it's pitch black, you can't see forever. Like uh, for the top of Mount Snow uh, on a clear day, you can see Mount Washington and stuff like this. But it's still, you're right, it's a beautiful thing, and to see the sun come up up there is is awesome. It's a wonderful thing. I I, I do suggest that part to anybody.
1: As long as you don't come across bear prints, you know. <laughs> we just That's have the black thing, bears there. You know, I'm, I'm going up the mountain and I'm just like, well, you, if any, I'm the only one that has made tracks up this mountain. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's come across some deer tracks and you're like, oh, huh, what, what do you do if you see the bear <laughs> tracks? Do you take the skins off and just get back down the mountain as quick as you can or what?
0: I always say in the Northeast, we only have black bears. They're not
1: so big. <laughs> <laughs> Three 400 pulled, pounds, 300 beat, pounds. Beat them with your ski poles. You probably outrun them if you can get your skins off and back down the hill
0: too. start screaming at them, throw a snowball yeah. at them. They're fine. As long as you don't see a cub, you're golden. That's what I tell people. I, I've, I had one run. I was up hiking out uh, around here early in the spring, last spring. And I saw one and it was high tailed the other way. It didn't want anything to do with me. Um, you know, all I saw was a bear vapor trail. It was, it was, it it was, it didn't care. So but you're right. Be safe. That's something I think we can talk about. Are we up in the safety gear this year, just staying with helmets? Are we going to knee pads, wrist guards, mouth guards, back protection? Rob, you wear, you ride parks sometimes. Have you ever thought about going to back protection or chest protectors, anything like that?
2: No, no. Um, no stupidly, no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've always been known not to make the best decisions, but um, I think... Personal preference, uh, you know, this year I, I had that twist my knee, uh, yep. you know, uh, I could knock me out a week from a uh, beaten scooter days um, on the mountain, but, yep. uh, you know, really put a dent in that. Um, I think it might have even been two weeks. I wasn't too sure how long it was, but, you know, it was one of those things, you know, had that happened later on, you know, the New Hampshire trip would have been, you know, yep. it would have done. done. Um, yep. So, yeah, I mean, you do think about those things. Um, I do like to rain park. I do like to do a lot of jumps. Um, you know, so this year, I mean, there might be some more seat here coming my way. Um, there may be the hit pad. Um, you know, the year before I really slammed my hit, uh, down on a box pretty hard. Um, I think I launched the, the GoPro footage of that too. Um, right. Yep. Off to the side, kind of launched myself that. into the air. Yep. So, you know, I hit the ground pretty hard. Uh, I played it off. I got back up, skied away, but, um, that hurt. Uh, you know, so I think for a terrain park, yeah, there may be some gear, some safety gear that I'm definitely looking into. Um, Good. You know, so um, I used to wear a mouthpiece and get all geared up and everything else. I kind of lost the mouthpiece. Um, you know, I'll just look like a hockey player, you know, from the 1970s. if, You know, something happens, so uh, I'll we'll just take that chance.
0: That's fine. They got implants and stuff. They can give you whatever you need. New now. Uh, it was. <laughs> it was my first year in a helmet. I had never used one before. I thought it was going to be weird. You don't even notice
1: it after like the first 20 minutes. I don't think it's actually Um, really kind of nice after you wear it the first time, you know, you're not getting wet through the helmet. Like if it's snowing or if they're making snow or if it's raining. Um, Yeah. Yeah. You're you're not getting wet through the helmet at least. Um, Yeah. You know, and it's kind of like a hat. So you're you know, normally going to wear a hat anyhow and you can open vents and such if, if it's warm out, I can't even imagine skiing without one anymore.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, even after one season, I say the same thing. And it was definitely warm; like it kept you know a couple times when I would take lunch, I'd take it off just because it was warm. Yeah. But I also had a fleece mask on too. Like uh, you know, people people talked about not wanting to wear the mask out there. I was like, this was freaking cold last year, man. <laughs> I wore mine every time um, because I didn't want to play around with the cold. Um, yeah, I mean- you can't take the cold the way
2: yeah, I mean God the knows. helmet definitely saved me this year. Uh, mm-hmm. I think my head pretty good. Uh, really slammed it off the ground, and uh, that took me out a couple of days too. I, you know, my like concussion. So uh, and some backlash because I was wearing my backpack. And uh, yeah. I tell you what, the uh, the helmet really probably saved me for some serious injury that day. Uh, even Scoot knows I really wasn't right that day after it.
1: Yeah, um, yeah I, remember I remember that. Yeah, I you're was. Like it wood.
2: <laughs> yeah, I know. Telling a story from like 2018 how this happened, you know, and it's free will. You know, it's not freaking true will on the east so You know, um, and everybody's looking at it crazy. They're like, "Oh yeah, he's got a concussion." like,
1: no. I'm like, okay, yeah. I mean, so, helmets helmets are are real. I, I think I shared a picture with you guys from two seasons ago. Um, I had that wreck at Wildcat, and I had a ski come up and hit me. In the back of my helmet, put a put a dinger in in my helmet, and imagine if that was my head. So, I yeah, mean, helmets. Uh, I, I I was lucky; I didn't even you know feel like a concussion out of that or anything. Yeah, um, was just you know that thing probably would have lacerated my head open <laughs> back
0: <Yeah>. then. Well. <laughs> I, I was the guy who talked shit for so many years because back in the nineties, early two thousands, they they weren't around as much. And back then there was talk of who, which mountain or which mountain co- conglomerate corporation is going to make them mandatory first or which state. Um, and I said, that's when I'll start wearing it, when it's mandatory, you know, and it's similar. You hear motorcycle guys say that I only wear it where it's mandatory, things like this. Um, but this year I had no confidence in my abilities it was my first time back on in six years, zero confidence. So I was like, I'm going to, hedge my bet if nothing else maybe i won't get cut up but yeah i i, I agree i i like it it it, it works for me and i don't want to give it
1: up i'm there i'm with it it's fun i mean i i ski with people that don't wear helmets but you almost look out of place if you don't wear a helmet nowadays <laughs> you do i don't
0: i only have one friend who doesn't wear one that, uh, that i'm aware of and that was one of my friends who went to mount uh not mount snow um big snow um, and I'm looking around and he's like one of three people that didn't have one. And even with the limited numbers, there was still, you know, a hundred or two people in there. I, I'd figure it seemed like it was pretty busy. And I was like, wow, you really stick out now. as <laughs> Like a sore thumb if you're not wearing it. And then, and then people talk shit, which I don't think is fair. Like I won't trash someone for not wearing one. If you don't want to wear one, that's fine. You know, oh, same care.
1: here. Same yeah. Here.
0: Like, I don't trash anybody who's not wearing a jacket in February. Like, if you want to do that, go for it. I'm too old for that, man. I can't do that anymore. <laughs> when I was young, I could have done it. I, I had done it, you know, but I'm not doing it now, man. No way. No way. So, we're good on gear. We know where we're going. Um, we're safe. We're doing everything. Um, we're, we're almost at an hour. So, I think we can, we can start going with final thoughts here because we, we have been talking about preseason and the gear we get. I think what it comes down to, and it's something I'm pushing and something I want to push, and I've said it already like 10 times tonight, is that it's for everyone. You know, I see it all the time. And again, even in skiing, and this actually is a bigger issue for like the, everything today, these days is politicized. Everything is brought as a social issue. Um, I try not to do that. I say it is for everyone. And I'm not going to look at you cross-eyed, no matter who you are for doing it or how you do it. If you're doing it one time a year, if you're doing a hundred days, if you are the best skier on the mountain, if you're not good, um, wear a helmet or not. Park, big mountain groomers. I, I, I ride groomers now. I don't even. I will dip trees this year. I've pretty much decided I'm going to dip back into trees. Probably do some glades, but um, as long as I feel confident. But I, I, I think it's for everyone and for the preseason. What I want to say is that if you are thinking about doing it, get out there we'll be out there we'll see you out there we'll shake your hand man we'll help you rob will make you a cheesesteak man like for everyone right yes
2: no lifties everybody i mean yeah you
1: know. well, there, there's always like 6 or 7 8 cheesesteaks left whenever we're, he's done making cheesesteaks so yeah we're, we're handing them out um i think the lifties love us for sure oh, they God, love Rob.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh they do Those guys at Black, man, they were, I thought they were going to cry over joy. And man, what a great, what a great day that was. This is something, actually, I want to bounce off you guys. It's something I've been thinking about. When you see people talk about a mountain, like they do a review, whether it's someone like me who's trying to, you know, talk about a mountain. Is it good? Is it bad? And I don't think you could say good or bad necessarily because it's so subjective. Like people will tell me. New England is the best place. The Rockies are the best place. The PNW is the best place. The Sierras are the best place. You know, Europe, uh, Japan, Australia, whatever the best is. I don't think you can have a best. Um, It's just too subjective. Now, to to bring that to our day at Black, for me personally, that was a shitty day. (laughs) But not because of the mountain, number one. Yeah, the conditions sucked. Yeah, I skied like shit. Yeah, I made that amateur uh, uh, biff about not realizing there was snow. It wasn't my binding. There was snow stuck in my boot, if you guys remember.
1: And yes, I remember.
0: <laughs> yeah, and that was such an amateur biff, and I couldn't stand up on my skis. Alyssa's like, do you want me to help you up? And I'm like, I don't even know why I can't get up. Um, And I do know my knee strained, but that wasn't it. I was just – I just sucked. But the mountain itself, I, w- I won't blame them for that. That's on me. Um, and I think a lot of reviewers blame the mountain, like, cause I know you guys and me too, with the squalls and driving in it and the shitty conditions, we had a fucking blast. Like, am I right? Like, do some people blame the mountain for their bad day?
1: Well, so that, that, that could be another hour conversation. Maybe it really could. I mean, (laughs) um, keep going, man. keep going, keep going. You gotta, you gotta set your expectations. So, you know, that morning, my, it's so funny you bring this up because my dad and I are driving to the mountain that morning and we're talking about the day and what, what it's going to be like. And I'm like, man, the conditions aren't going to be very good, but we're going to have a tailgate. Tim's coming up. We're going to meet Tim. Cause that's, that's the first time I met you in person. Yep. Totally. So You know, you set your expectations. So this is going to be a tailgate day and we're going to do a little bit of skiing. Yep. And that's that's essentially what it was, and we had a great time because you know if I if Dad and I were going there ourselves and not meeting you guys, we probably would have went up and taken five runs and probably would have went back to the condo or went shopping or something like that, yeah. um, which would would have been a fine day as well. But um, sure. it's all set. Your expectations, you know what your plan is going to be. Um, you know, a lot of people that may not ski a lot or may not understand the sport they they think they're going to show up it's going to be a powder day every day yeah Um, but it's not always like that you you got to set your expectations and you know also the resort you're going to like black mountain black mountain's not stratton you know you're not going into black mountain and walking into a ski village with little bars and little restaurants all over the place so you got to do a little research and know what what you're going do you do you want to go ski and then get a nice drink and a nice lunch in the village or or do you want to have a no frills tailgate yeah which, which is what i prefer <laughs> yeah no totally absolutely
0: yeah see that I, i've been thinking about that like because yeah you know i go through i read the reviews and I, I did it for bolton valley you know i had never been there you know i lived in, i grew up here and there's just again the beauty of the indie pass you know there's places that i heard of but never took the time now i've taken the time and kind of wish i had back when i was a teenager or in my early 20s um but like bolton valley was another day the first day i went up there it was an awful day for me i i I fell and busted my ass and i i I had car trouble i was almost in two (laughs) car accidents because of the snow but it was still it was a impromptu powder day too like I did ski pretty well, except for the couple times that I busted my ass. I was skiing pretty nice, but you know, powder can help, slows you down a little, whatever. Um, and I was thinking about, I was telling a friend about it and I was like, don't, but don't think the mountain sucked because the place was amazing. And I, I did t- use my second day there and it was a bright, sunshiny day. You could see all the clay cleared to New York state and Lake Champlain shimmering out in the distance. And it was beautiful. It was freezing, but it was beautiful. And, you know, I explored the mountain and I still have more to explore. That place is great. I don't know if you guys have ever been there and anybody listening or watching, if you've never been there, if you can get there, check that place out. I can't give that place enough credit. I loved it. Very cool Um, place. So cool. cool. And But, again, I was thinking, I had a bad day, but that's not on the mountain. That's on my stupidity and my dumbass, and, you know, my wrecks. You know, and I, 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 it's just been something I've been thinking about. I need to get someone else's opinion on it because I don't, I, there's very few mountains that I've trashed openly. There's only one that I've said I really didn't like it and I didn't have a good day that was me, but I didn't like the mountain. And, and that was Seven Springs. And I think, Rob, you like that place, right?
2: Yeah. I love Seven Springs. Yep. I, I do like Seven Springs. Uh, Seven Springs to me is, uh, you know, one of the bigger, you know, thousand Thalsenberg- Resorts in PA, so it's one of the bigger, yep. larger resorts. Um, I didn't mind Seven Springs at all, but yet, you know, Blue Mountain was the same way. And I just, I just can't wait to stand away that Blue's run. Um, yeah, just, there's just something about, you know, it's not that it's not an ideal location. I'm not going to trash it. I think certain yeah. mountains are for people, but you know, like technology, RFID gates, all that stuff. It just, it's to me how everything's routed on that mountain just isn't for me. Um, yeah. You know, and even for some of the people that go there, uh, you know, that I've experienced, you know, uh, just not my cup of tea. So, you know what? I'll go to any other resort in PA and everybody goes, oh, well, that's a Thales and vert. But to me, the day is what you make it on a mountain. You know what? I, I skied the 500 vert Bear Creek and moguls and gone down their 50% slope and Sasquatch and everything else. And, you know, and skied their icy chutes and done everything else. Um it made it a fun day. Cruise through the park. Yep. You know what? Meet a couple people up there and, and cruise all day and drive it all night, you know, uh, up until nine and ten PM on the weekends. Um sit by the fire, have a few drinks after, you know. Uh the day is we can make um Black Mountain that day, stump bumps of rocks and snow. You know, that's what it was. Uh we did get a nice yeah. cover from the snowfalls, but you know, yeah, it was a challenging terrain. Bet your ass it was. And, and yeah. I almost scooter that day and he made it even more challenging i was like what the hell you know but um rule number one never follow a scooter but you know what yeah. though um one it was fun because number one it kept me on my toes Number two the terrain was very challenging and number three with just everybody there meeting that day the tailgate the everything else the whole vibe of the place is just laid back and chill and it was just a great day overall like nobody was counting runs nobody was doing anything else Nobody was trying to get any big birth that day. It was just like one big meet and greet, enjoy the snow, you know, and, and that's exactly what we did. It was just, to me, it was just one of the best days up there.
0: And, and it, it, it was so much fun. I had a great time up there. Even, even battling, it took me a long time to get out there. It took me a long time to get back, too, and I went a completely different way and still found more squalls. The freaking squalls stopped when I got... Twenty twenty minutes from here and it was bright sunshiny day. I was like, Well, that's awesome.
1: Um yeah, but it was I, a great day. But you guys know I like to chase vert. So Yeah, I, totally I, mean, I do count my vert, but on that day I wasn't. Yeah. I was just like just chilling yeah. today, having a good day. And those those are many of the, the better days of the year, even though I yeah. love the High vert days <laughs> yeah and i agree and i 100 agree and
0: to rob's other and what i was saying about being subjective it's great that you bought up brought up blue mountain down there in pa um because i liked that place the day i went i went many years ago and i actually ended up going by myself um and and i i had a good day there but i think i was intrigued by the fact that it's don't some people call places like that the upside down mountain where like the parking lot and everything is actually at the top Yep. That kinda
1: of blew my mind. That actually yeah. threw me off. I, d- yeah, I thought I was do. lost. They have an upper parking and a lower parking. Yeah. yeah. See, yeah. I, I like blue. I, I I like it. Um and I know what Rob's talking about. They have about what, two hundred feet of vert at the bottom Something of the mountain. Like that. Yeah. It's just kinda like a run out. It's just kinda it's there yeah. to kind of make the lift probably that long to make the mountain a thousand vertical. Um but I, I like I like it on a weekday. I definitely uh, Avoid it on the weekends because it gets very crowded, but um, I like the yeah. fast move. I, I don't like the gates that they have that Rob was talking about. I'm, I'm with them on that, but um, I would definitely drive past it and go to elk though. <laughs> there you go.
0: And again, that that's what I was saying. It's such a subjective thing. Like I tell people for a long time, I was telling people Camelback's one of my favorite places to go and people look at me cross-eyed. Like it's like a thousand foot, if that, or whatever it is, I can't remember offhand, but I was like, yeah, but it's, it's just a cool place, but it's another one of those places that's full of city people on the weekend, which is fine. I have nothing against city people. There's just, a, everybody descends on the place. Cause it's only three hours from New York and three hours from where I lived in New Jersey. And a lot of, you know, on, uh, one of the, I went up there on like, a on what turned out to be a holiday, I think. And, uh, I ended up following people all the way from where I lived in New Jersey all the way out to Camelback. So it's like, holy shit. And there were so many people
1: out there. Well, you got uh, Shawnee. We got, we got to give a little shout out to Shawnee. We haven't talked hey. about that on the Indy Pass. So there's Shawnee yep. in that area too. I'd like to get down there. I didn't. Yeah. I never got to do that when I was down cool, there. That cool place. Very cool mountain.
0: Yeah. Like, um, I want to get down there. Like I said, Indy Tour. And like I said, if you want to understand the real idea of how how I say that, you know, it's don't say something's the best because you can't say it's the best. It's your favorite. I tell people like it's your favorite. You can't tell me why because all you told me was that you like the fact that they have five star hotels, hot tubs, um, you know, fancy restaurants and shit like this. I mean, when it comes down to it, in for instance, like Magic is on the Indie Pass Stratton, you can practically see it. The snow is the same, you know, and it's about the same elevation. Maybe Stratton has more trails, and it does. It has more acreage too, but it's the same. It's which vibe do you want and which do you want more, that vibe or those amenities? The people yep. who like the amenities think that's the best. The people who want the vibe think the other place is the best, even though some people look at say it's a tiny little thing. I say it's a tiny little awesome. Yeah. I have a good time. I can ski a farmer's field and have a good time, which I kind of intend on doing. I kind of want to do that bit this year. That's why I'm thinking about also getting the uphill set up so I can go to these farms and be like, dude, let me go tear your hill up just for like three runs. Give me we three mean, runs. We're,
1: weren't you trying to get that portable rope, rope towel? What, ha- what happened to that guy?
0: I was. That guy, he was going to be on the podcast last year, um, but he was busy like getting him scheduled was hard because that product was super popular (laughs) like i couldn't believe how popular it was like it wasn't like a two-minute sellout for their um crowdfunding but they did all right um but they were established like this wasn't their first thing this was just a new product and it was really cool i never got to go out to to meet him because he did say that like if you could come out we could do something, but because it was in New Hampshire and I was trying, I was trying to play by the rules as best as I could. Like when I did go to Pat's Peak early in the season, I did my two weeks. When I went to see you guys, I just came back and that was it, but I was done with it by that point. I won't lie about it now. Statute of limitations. Um, but yeah, I really wanted to meet up with that guy, except that thing, it was a little pricey. I think the new one that they were selling was like 1500. And I, that was a little out of my budget at that point, um, and still is kind of just for something I'm not going to use often. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I, you're right. I, that's that's exactly what I wanted it for. I want to just call up people and be like, "I've got it in the trunk. We're going to Farmer Jim's <laughs> hill. Let's go." And we'll <laughs> set it up and just sit up there for a couple hours, like, because around here there's so many farms with cleared hills, um, and it's just such a great. Idea to me. I don't know. I mean, it's probably stupid, but I, I think that's awesome. I don't know. I'm different. What can I say?
1: I think it's cool.
0: I think it's cool. I say, I say, even if you get a hill like that, it still counts as a day towards the hundred. Oh, heck yeah. And I haven't skied a hundred days since 1998, 99 season, my last season at Mount Snow, because I worked in the evening. So I skied every morning, almost every morning so there you go so we're ready and i hope everybody who's listening is ready we're ready remember don't skiing is for everybody don't trash anyone don't make anyone feel unwelcome like we said and i think we agree you know it's your favorite not necessarily the best and just because someone's just riding groomers it doesn't mean they're a dick it means you're a dick for pointing it out right guys any final thoughts
1: if you're having fun
0: you're doing it right and if you're in control <laughs> yeah, 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 if you're technically
2: doing it right. How about you, Rob? No, just uh, you know, I'll pray and ski, uh, try not to mix the two. Uh if you do, uh make sure you know what you're doing. I highly don't recommend it. Um uh, for people who know my story from years ago. But um, mm-hmm. hey, look, just have a good time out there. That's all it's for. You don't have to be the expert skier, you don't have to watch these guys the black flips, even though it's really cool. You don't have to be the best trained part of skier. It, just do it to enjoy it. That's it. Um, you know, I, I'm by no means, you know, claim I'm an expert, but you know what? I've traveled to a lot of places, and, and I love it, and I enjoy it. And, and you know what? And that's why I'm so into it. I, I just love what I do. Um, I look forward go. to the winner. is my thing. And, and you know what? Just do what you love and, and make it fun. Uh, just enjoy it. You don't have to be anything. You're not there to prove anybody, your own person. Stay in control and enjoy it. That's it. And Know Your Limits.
0: Yeah, and Know Your Limits, which is something. Actually, that's the first time I talked to Brian from Instagram. He suggested, can you do a Know Your Limits episode? Because he was up at Killington with Brooke um, early season. He saw people walking down because it was just bumped up and ripped up, as it would be early season and, you know.
1: And I've uh, you that on the snow report too. And people yep. still do it. I've, I've yeah. been there early season and, and have seen the same thing people coming down out of control. And it's like they tell you, we're open top to bottom. It's blue square, but it's rated diamond. Like, oh, yeah. It, it just kills me the people that still do it. But yeah, yep. But nope, I guess that, that's how they learn.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's how you learn. Like I went up early season there, but it wasn't that early. Like it was fine unless you went all the way to the top then it was rough but you know like around ram's head it was fine well speaking of brian for ig he didn't make it in with us tonight um which is a shame but he'll be back sometime later in the season and we'll check in with these guys like um you said you know we have things going on this is going to be the year social skiing return so i'm going to meet up with these guys we'll do some ski rex media bits um during the winter live and in person and that'll be awesome and if you see us don't be afraid to say hi man um you know, we'll we'll even hit you with stickers and shit. I'll get you with mine. I know Rob still has some of his. Um Skiing with No Filter. Was that coming back this season? Oh no, did he did he get booted?
1: He froze. Oh no
0: during the plugs.
1: <laughs> Damn it. Well it I, got a, the- I got a ski with no filter sticker on this ski right. I there. see it. <laughs> That's, that's pop skis. This is one of his sexes.
0: That's awesome. I have one on my computer and I also am going to put one oh, on my car. On Here my he car. is. Here he is. He's back. He's back. He's back. He's back. Um so uh, Rob, so Rob, keep Rob no, keep filter. no filter. Coming back to season this season. Oh, he's having trouble. There he is. Ah, oh, there we go. There we go. Woo-hoo. I was echoing too for a second there. Um yeah, it sucked that you almost we <laughs> thought you weren't coming. I didn't think you were coming back for your plug. Skiing with no filter. We doing a season this this season. Beautiful. No. S- skiingwithnofilter.com awesome. for Tech Rob. Um, writes everything all original, number 1, which is beautiful. And it's him. It's not watered down. It is literally with no filter. A lot of fun to read. He has a lot of good points, similar to some of the points we made today. Uh, he and I and Scooter as well, and Brian, even though he's not here, we all agree. Um, and Brian and Mario from Highfalutin Ski Bums again. We got some of their merch up as well on the heads. Not me. I have peace and pow. So check that out too. I love peace and pow. Check out with Jumping Steve this season again. But uh, Rob stuff really fun to read. Um, scooter is kicking around on social media. If you want to plug it, you can. If not, you can. If you want to plug your, there you go, scooter no filter sticker, beautiful thing. Um, scooter, if you want to plug your social media, you can. If you want to plug your brother out there on the AT, you can plug him too. It's up to you.
1: Oh yeah, so my brother's on the AT. He's at the pack or at Pack Professor. If you want to catch it, he's at. He actually went over Bromley today. Oh wow. Um, so I'm, I'm at uh, Sprint and Ski on Twitter there and you Instagram, Sprint and Ski. That's
0: Probably right. You know.
1: True. But that's all right. You, you do it and you're there. I actually
0: was, I do follow your brother, man. He's moving.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely.
0: He's, he's booking. When he came into Vermont, I was like, holy shit. Wasn't he like? south of jersey a week ago yeah yeah it?
1: well Jer- jersey new york connecticut and mass go pretty quick because they just kind of clip it just kind of clips through those true things. true true
0: um it's 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 really interesting i'm really excited for when he gets up here because i'm the, the the trail goes right by here um it, i'm like five miles away so it's it's not a big deal for me um, but there you go, guys. Thank you for coming on. Hope everybody enjoyed it. Again, shout out to Brian from IG. I know he'll, he and Brooke will be listening to this, so shout out to them. I hope he's okay tonight. Um, we can check in with him later, but he agrees with us and he, he agrees on a lot of this stuff. Um, but he is an epic rider. So there, that would have been fun if he was here to talk about that, but whatever. So I am Tim from Ski Rex Media for my friend Scooter and Tech Rob. Thank you for listening to the Ski Rex Media podcast. Wave to the camera, guys. Awesome. Thank you, everyone. And there you have it, everybody. Our conversation with two of the guys from the PA contingent. Again, shout out to Brian from IG. Um, He wasn't able to make it. He really wanted to, but he really wasn't able to. So that's okay. He'll be back. We'll see him during the uh, winter like we were talking about during the episode. We're going to be out there. And uh, you'll see where we are and where we're going to be on social media. Um, throughout the winter. And like I said, if I can get down to big snow, I will be there before the winter uh, officially starts. Now, you know me, I say the season doesn't end because of places like big snow, plastic hills, grass skiing, what have you, traveling for those who are able to do it, um, especially in this time of uh, covid Nineteen. Well, this restrictions are much lighter in some places, so you can travel a little bit, but for those who can travel or grass ski or hit the plastic hills or the in, indoor places like Big Snow American Dream, um, the season doesn't end. So I've always, I've started to say that the season officially starts on October 1st. And that's the new season so there you go um take that if you want to take it if you will um or pick your own date have fun with it you know do what you want to do let me know if you do that let me know if october 1st is good for you um as i said at the beginning please subscribe and follow where you can leave ratings where you can uh be prepared because we're doing more guests um next week We have Tom Thrash, a New England skier who's been all over New England and different parts of the country and the world. We're going to talk to him about traveling to a ton of destinations the following week. Abe Maynard and his, uh, ski, the ski system. Getting everybody into shape, getting them, everybody physically fit. We're gonna to talk to him about the ski system and about getting into shape. And later on in the coming weeks, we we're gonna have Dan Egan, Mike Rogie, uh, Brian and Mario from the Highfalutin Ski Bum Podcast are gonna be here. Adam Jab Adam Jabber from the Out of Bounds podcast is gonna be um talking with me on this podcast. We're gonna do some collaborations. The Alba family is gonna be on from Alba Adventures, all kinds of stuff. Plus, I have more people coming up that I have to talk to, to to lock down some dates. John Hunt from Whaleback Mountain, right across the river, New Hampshire, the closest mountain to uh, Ski-Rex Media HQ. So we have a bunch of good things coming up and a few other things that we'll get into as the season goes. Remember, follow Ski-Rex Media Podcast, SkiRexMedia.com, SkiRexMediaMerchShop.com. We might even have a new a few new things coming up for that, plus the back-to-school sale, 25% off. Show your Ski-Rex Media colors on campus. Right right thank you for listening thank you for watching hashtag watching, and, and i will check you on the next one we have a guest next week as i said tom thrash be there for that and we'll promote it as best we can so you don't forget i'll see you out there and i'll see you on the next one later everybody